Well, hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Tortured Poets podcast with Justine Sones and Mallory Jardine. This is the Chugging Beer Out of Plastic Cups edition. We're so happy to have you. Um, Mallory, did you know we got our first YouTube comment? No, what? I deliberately didn't tell you this until we hit record. Wait, I so, thought you were going to say I deliberately made the comment. <laughs> no, I mean, I deliberately replied to the comment. But um, Ricky48888, so okay. four and four eights, said, maybe be a little more mature and call Joe by his name instead of the ridiculous spelled with an E. So ridiculous yogurt thing, whatever, wherever that stupid thing came from, probably from idiotic TikTok. Thank you, Ricky. So I'm I said, so excited. I, we got our first troll. I know. Our first woman was a troll. I know. How did we make this so fast? We aren't too fussed about maturity because we're having some fun. No disrespect to Joe. We're sure he's fine. Thanks for watching. And yogurt's delicious. Yogurt's so. delicious. I love yogurt personally. I love frozen yogurt. I it's not always what I, I want to eat. Lactose intolerant. I would love yogurt. It I keep discovering I'm lactose intolerant, denying it, and then rediscovering it like an idiot. Anyway, yeah. thank you, Ricky, for eight 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 eight. We boop. Cheers, you. I will cheers you with my. I'm drinking um an ale tonight in the flavor of ginger. Oh, that's so um, blue in the mid nineties of you. Blue you know? in the mid nineties. Blue, blue, like when you would get sick as a oh, kid, and your mom would give you ginger yes. ale. When it's like, oh, you're sick. Let me give you pop. Yeah, and it's pretty kind of it's pretty flat right now too. So it would do the trick. Should I be feeling nauseous? Good for us. Well, speaking of feeling nauseous. That's not the greatest segue. But what do we have to dig into in the world of celebrities and Taylor Swift today, Mallory? Where shall we begin? Okay, so let's start off with this big bombshell that I haven't even had a chance to look into yet. So I'm kind of scrolling through it. Mm -hmm. um, but imagine my shock when I opened up my Google trending topics this morning and it said Taylor Swift's dad allegedly assaulted a paparazzi in Australia. So I did not have time to read it at that time because I was just beginning my shift at work. Um, and then I heard on the radio, um, the radio announcer said something about this story about Taylor Swift's dad having an altercation with paparazzi. So I'm kind of just scrolling on, what's this website? BuzzFeed News. Like, are we talking physical assault? So that's what Verbal I'm assault. So a spokesperson for Taylor, and this comes from BuzzFeed News, which again, okay. it's, just, it's just a tabloid. So okay. who knows? The it's only people BuzzFeed. who really know are the people who are there. Sure. So, um, a spokesperson for Taylor did not comment on the assault claims, but did issue a statement that reads, two individuals are aggressively pushing their way towards Taylor, grabbing at her security personnel and threatening to throw female staff member into the water so mm -hmm. so i'm not exactly sure what her dad did but if we're being fair if someone was charging at me 
Hell yeah, my dad would be throwing arms to protect well, his little girl. That's the thing that I'm a little bit curious about. And again, I know like literally nothing other than you bringing it up at this moment. But what was the instigating thing that led to Scott's alleged assault? Because at this point, like his daughter has been in the limelight for 20 years. Call it. Is that right? Pretty yeah, close. Uh, 17, I think. No more than that. Since like 17. 2004, 2005 Six. is like when I remember her coming on I the scene. I think 2006 is when she de- when debut came out. Okay, well, so let's call it 15 to 20 years. Mm-hmm. And there has yet to be a headline of this nature. It's like yeah. what pushed him to that point, allegedly. Yes. And... Like, because paparazzi aren't known for being the most polite people in the land. Well, and their their job is to literally be the opposite of polite because they're trying to catch people in their absolute worst moment. Which I, which I it just should, hate. It should be illegal. It it blows my mind that that wouldn't be considered verbal abuse or defamatory or right. Like yes. it's it's blows my mind that these things are okay as yeah. long as the person is a celebrity well and isn't that the interesting thing because and that kind of brings me to like something that we've been like skirting around we meant to record this episode like probably what two weeks ago whenever the super bowl was what a time yes and we deliberately haven't talked about this since then but because we're talking about uh i don't know like feelings and safety and expression can you hear my puppy whining by the way he has like massive separation anxiety and he is choked that he's on the other side of the door right now oh, i know need to become a, a guest to i know he this. might have to join us in here but <laughs> um but anyway one of the big topics of conversation after the super bowl was not just the fact that the Chiefs won, but one of the things that happened along the way where Travis yelled at his coach Mm -hmm. and the way that people responded to that was incredibly strong. Yeah, people had opinions. Yeah, and so like the main, the the thread here that I'm trying to like pull through, the invisible string Mm -hmm. would Mm -hmm. be this concept of... And, and okay, I'm like really choosing my words deliberately here because this As is kind of, to, you have to. And so like, I just, yeah. I, yeah, I just am hoping that whatever I say is received with the grace of that I intend to deliver it. But I think that there's a real conversation about the tolerance that we have for male feelings like I remember when I first started reading Brene Brown's stuff and she was talking about vulnerability and she mentioned that like she had spoken to a man who came up to her after one of the talks and it's like this is all well and good that you're talking about vulnerability but like my wife and daughters would rather see me die on my white horse than show any weakness so there's this like double-edged sword where we want men to be emotional and open and vulnerable but not like that we don't like when it's done in a certain way Mm -hmm. yeah and I also think too that it just comes off that masculine energy sometimes comes off different than a 
feminine energy in a high emotional state, Mm -hmm. such as what was happening on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, the picture looks awful. It literally looks like he's just shouting in an old man's face. Yep. Which he was. When I first saw it, and like, I want to mention that the way that I've felt about this interaction has changed the more that I sat with it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when I first saw it, I was terrified of that man from a distance Mm -hmm. in terms of like, like you're a scary human being Mm -hmm. when you are unleashed. Yes. So that is true. We're looking at multiple things being true. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So that is true that my initial reaction is like, holy crap, that's scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then to unpack it in the aftermath and hear, you know, the things that, you know, his coach said about what their dynamic is and how he encourages emotional expression in his players and how this is considered to be like a safe space for them to be in yes. that. And like, when I think about how I've acted in times of extreme stress in my mm-hmm. life, most of the time that happens behind closed doors. My and most stressful moments were in the privacy of my home. Yes. Do I want to be judged on that? No. And not even just stress, but so I listened to the New Heights podcast, which if you don't know what that is, that's Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey's podcast. I'm going to get my dog. Keep talking. Yep. Um, where they went over everything that happened in this the Super Bowl. And of course they had to touch on this very infamous now um situation. Yeah. And I was actually very respectful of this feels really weird. Are you still in the room? I'm still here. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to get my dog to go in his crate. (laughs) Okay. Um yeah. So I was actually very impressed with Jason because Jason called I don't know, did you end up watching the new heights podcast i saw the clip where they were addressing it i think and i was very impressed with jason because he he called travis out Mm -hmm. on his behavior and how it wasn't necessarily appropriate Mm -hmm. um and i think and travis agreed it wasn't appropriate however and I'm not saying a but because a but excuses everything that you've just said. I feel mm-hmm. like a however, um, kind of, it kind of or like an and thought. Yes, yeah. And. Like but is a stop and is a bridge. Yes, exactly. So it was not appropriate. However, when you're in that situation and your passion is fired up emotions run high mm-hmm. and we react based on our emotions and just mm-hmm. like you said that's a safe space mm-hmm. I can guarantee you that at some point in coach I think his name is Reed Andy Reed yeah Andy Reed and in his football career I can guarantee he probably had the same sort of interaction along the way with either another player or a coach himself sports are highly emotional Yes. I'm a hockey mom to a boy who plays in U9 hockey. And I watched a mother get kicked out of the arena a month ago because she was so upset because her son got knocked to the ground and they didn't stop the play. Mm. And worrying about hockey is that's a thing is you don't blow the whistle if they fall in front of their own net because if they mm-hmm. did, then you would have players who constantly 
acted up and did that to stop. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, however, I understand the mother yelling at the ref and screaming at him because all she was seeing was her young mm-hmm. boy on the ice, not responding to the game no longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, emotions run high. And, yeah. And that doesn't mean that because of the way he displayed himself, that he is an angry, abusive, reactive human being. Yes. When people were like, oh, that's a red flag. I'm just like, no, what would have been a red flag for me is if, and that's where I think like what happens after the fact is so important to address because Mm -hmm. if after the fact he had excused it, he had denied it, he had like done anything other than take full and complete accountability and responsibility for his actions, Mm -hmm. that would have been different. But Mm -hmm. also like, I think one of the things that ends up happening, so there's a couple things that are like competing in my mind right now trying to come out at once and so one of them I think I already lost one so that's great I'll just focus on the other <laughs> ADHD <laughs> no I have no I'm like my our insurance lapped a little bit so I'm like off my ADHD meds and holy wow if I wondered whether or not they did anything before do I know it now so yep. just saying yep. that um <laughs> but But one of the things that really got me was like, oh, yeah, when people are saying like, yeah, this is a red flag for me, it's how you deal with something in the aftermath that says so much more about your character. It's not what you do. Mm -hmm. It's what happens after. Um, Maybe I have three things. Look at me go. Um, And then the other thing is just that, like, I think that to expect that he's going to behave perfectly and above reproach at all times is dehumanizing. And I think that like society in general has a habit of dehumanizing celebrities by putting them on pedestals. Like when we think about dehumanizing, we think about making someone below us, like doing debased things. But Mm -hmm. the reality is that dehumanizing is just taking away someone's humanity. And part of what makes us human is our imperfection. And so when we put people on a pedestal and say, At probably the peak stressful moment of your entire life, you are not allowed to lose it for Mm -hmm. even a second. Mm -hmm. And that's not fair. And I also like when it comes to sports being emotional, like sports were originally created to occupy armies when they were in between combat, to literally burn off Mm -hmm. aggression, to foster camaraderie, to achieve all of those things. That's like, this is a lesson. Now, you know, (laughs) so that's, that's like literally where it started is, is to be a healthy outlet to channel aggression. Yes. And, and so, and then what I understand from what I read about Andy Reid in particular as a coach is that he really encourages that sense of emotional safety with his players. So I believe he has a sad and complicated history with his own children and that has very heavily influenced the way that he coaches and so we see someone like Travis and the public persona is very specific right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but like kid got kicked out of preschool for like what throwing a chair at his teacher like Travis oh So emotional regulation and control has always kind of been a thing for him. And my understanding is that when he started working with Andy Reid, 
it created a very positive outlet for him to channel and contain these things. And it was really good for him. However, in that is those outlets for expression. And when that was witnessed on TV, people yes. freaked the fuck out because it was well, the scary. They were because it was scary. going to start hitting Taylor and run Taylor. This is the signs of an abusive man. No. Like, and this is part of where it's like, this was one incident. This was and, one highly televised under the microscope incident. Yes. And if Andy Reid came out. I have arguments in my own marriage where I've probably yelled louder. And, and it was never thing. a threat. It was never a threat. It was just emotion and not being able to regulate it. Yeah. To get, get it out. But my husband is also a safe person to me. And that's and so whenever feeling safe and being able to react like that around yeah. that person. And that's one of the things that I think people really miss when it comes to these kinds of dynamics is that they forget to have a conversation about the power dynamic at play. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. with you, with you and your husband, with me and my husband, like you're meeting as like intellectual, emotional equals theoretically, like you're holding that mutual space for each other. In the case of us meeting our kids, for example, it's our job to create a safe space for our kids to come and yell and scream and rage yes. and say, it's yeah. okay, you're allowed to feel that way, I got you. Exactly. And I can't help but think that in a situation like this, I trust that the consenting adults in that dynamic have yeah. had their own conversations to set their boundaries, to understand what's going on. And create yes. something mutually beneficial. And the energy that we saw blow up at Andy Reid is mm-hmm. the same energy that moved the team to tears before mm-hmm. the game with a speech. And it's the yep. same energy mm-hmm. that, like a frat bro hooligan, he got up to the mic and goes, we have the right or fight for the right to party. Yeah. It's like, could you be a bigger meathead? Yeah. No, I oh, love yeah. him. Big meathead energy. massive meathead energy and so he's not yogurt boy he is like full out meat boy meathead boy meat boy (laughs) he is he is like uh i don't even know where to go with that if we're comparing to yogurt this is like a rare steak with good seasoning but like some red wine but also something real spicy in there i don't know i don't know what the metaphor is yes but the keeping serving of soft fluffy mashed potatoes but i think that we as a society spend a lot of time kind of like glorifying and elevating what are actually really toxic emotional patterns especially in men in terms of like this idea that if you're quiet it's a good thing Mm -hmm. when i don't think that that's the case because again if people want to take that moment of outburst and use it to judge everything else i'm like i think that the way that he you know called out jason on not packing his own jeans shows mm-hmm. more about his emotional maturity the way that like to your yes. point when, when jason brought it up he addressed it in an yes. account of, like yeah that is a sign of emotional maturity not this mm-hmm. five seconds mm-hmm. oh a hundred percent and so yeah and so in that like king. And so in that way, love like, a self-aware king. Love, love, yeah. love. So like, yeah, so you know what? I don't think that he is a walking red flag. No. I don't think we need to worry about our girl. I think that she loves that passion in him. You know, that is mm-hmm. she's she's gone from yogurt to steak. 
I think that he has incredible emotional range mm-hmm. for better mm-hmm. and for worse, which is really what that long-term commitment mm-hmm. is all about. And so I... So let's talk yeah. about long-term commitment and how mm-hmm. you did not have long-term commitment with the new variation <gasps> of the tortured poets to because I think it's pretty significant to point out that you canceled your order. Yes. And this might be controversy- controversial to some fans because I see it in the comments. Mm-hmm. But there are very strong feelings and I'm seeing more of a sway towards the feelings that I'm feeling and I know that you're feeling about the way that Miss Taylor is constantly putting out all these just different variations of her albums in a way that is, I'm sorry, but it just comes off as greedy. It gives it. I saw someone made a comment about how when she released 1989 and every album came in a different color, yeah. and you got different Polaroids with each version, but you had the same music. That's different. But gatekeeping a song even though in six months you know you're going to release it, because that's another thing that bothers me. Either don't release it at all so that the people who paid the extra money actually have something that remains worth value, or don't do it. Mm -hmm. Or or say, hey, this is going towards my favorite charity. So for fun, I thought it'd be great to raise some funds by putting out this bonus album with this bonus track on it that's only available but like it's just become absurd I yeah and I just I don't understand the reasoning behind it and like the and I mean and I see people like because the majority of the comments are frustrated about it with good reason and then there are people that it's like oh she's not forcing you to buy it like it's up to you it's just put out there and you can choose but part of what really gets me is that like you are creating a tiered experience for fans that is financially driven and i think that that really fucking sucks because for anyone who says oh she's not forcing you to buy it it's like well for some people they bought the original for the same price that they could have gotten an additional song for and like and then to find out some people were saying too like taylor i just spent a thousand dollars on your concert like, I don't have the money for it. Like, honey, you're a billionaire. We're already giving you everything that and we can give where... you for your talents. Yeah, that's what like, my question is. Fucking a stride. What? But the ones who say, like, oh, well, you're not being forced and I love this. Like, what's it like to have an endless flow of money in your wallet? Because or... if I had an endless, endless flow, okay, I would splurge on the things that I want. But the reality is, the average Joe, I'm an average Joe. We don't have that. And it Just really like us average yogurt people, like we're not eating steak. We're getting <laughs> watered down yogurt. We're not even eating yogurt because we're oh. lactose intolerant. We're eating lactose free dairy over here, which also costs more money. And so it's so I much worse. You can't afford your albums because I can't eat lactose. And yeah. Yes, I need to spend more money on my groceries to support my dietary needs. But, but still, I just, I, I, I miss the days of there's the regular album for X dollars 
And there's the deluxe one. Yes. Why dollars where you get all the things. And so, yeah, so I had ridiculous. I had initially, I didn't do the first order of tortured poets just because there was a lot going on. I didn't. And then the special edition, like manuscript one came out Mm -hmm. And I like missed the deadline for that. But then I looked at the site and it came with like the bookmark and the patch and all the things. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I like fun things. So then when the Bolter edition came out, I was like, great, placed my order for the Bolter edition. And then the Albatross came out. And then I was like, well, fuck you. What's next? A A red herring? Is there a swan? Is there an eagle? But the thing is, you know, there's going to be more because with Midnight, she came out with two different editions of it. And I with 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 evermore with folklore like she has all these different this is just a thing now but that's the thing like I care less about the different album covers if she was like yeah like I think you said this before like if you have different album covers but the music is the same that's what I mean like go off I don't care collector's thing yes but to make it doing things for collective terms like oh you want to be a collector whatever yeah like midnight's it made the clock right you're holding yeah but when you're holding back the music, which is what your friend fans adore you for. Yeah. We're here for the music. Yep. We want music. We've made you a billionaire because we support your music. So if we're spending all this money so that you've become a billionaire off of your music, then you should be giving us your music, not gatekeeping it. Yeah. Right? I... Like, yeah. And I and I know, like people may hear that and be like, "Oh, well, she deserves to be paid for the music she makes." That's not well, what I'm saying. Like, what I'm saying is, if it's she could do a deluxe version, if she put five bonus songs on a CD, I paid thirty one dollars for a deluxe version with three extra songs. <laughs> I would, yeah, like pay twenty one dollars or whatever it is for the regular version, and yeah. then thirty one dollars for but the extras. Also- but also, to know that these songs are going to be released anyways, it's like you're 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 giving it away for free later anyways. So you you're charging people who will pay for something that you're going to give to for everybody free in the next six months. Like and part of what part of what really kills me is it's like, and this is part of where like Taylor's music is a bit of an addiction, and I know this in terms of like you know the opposite of. Oh. Of course uh, it is. This is why she is a billionaire, and this is why people will show up two days in advance to buy merch off her merch truck. Like, yes, they, people just want every little ounce of her. But it's like when when she released, uh, like the "You're Losing Me" as part of the was it the Till Dawn edition or something like that at the mm-hmm. New Jersey show. It was like at this. Point. It was a limited edition thing. Whatever. I bought the digital version so I could get you're losing me mm-hmm. and I lived in that song mm-hmm. for months it is still one of my favorites and so that's what that's like what really gets me with all of this is that at my core I'm just like I want these songs I but can't also... afford it because you have to pay individual shipping as well every time yeah. and it's $15 shipping And also, how about rather than do this hard copy, like, you know, you're going to launch it digitally later. Like, why not just sell them as digital individual copies? Yes. You're going to sell 
so many more copies of it and people aren't going to be pissed off that they have to buy the same songs they've already bought three times and there's and there's this piece that like because I, I get I'm in marketing I get marketing mm-hmm. like I mm-hmm. know that there is a reason to like not share certain information and da 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 breadcrumb like it's and yes. and she exists in a stratosphere that no one else does at this point she doesn't need conventional marketing and like if she were just transparent with her fans mm-hmm. yes like I think that that's what we really want and so I actually I want to switch gears here I know you have to like go put your kid to bed shortly so we're on borrowed time yes. here yeah but before we oh, wrap yes, we up here mm-hmm. so we do have families <laughs> that's the only thing that's that we do right it's we're not just in our own world okay. um but uh, the thing that I wanted to touch on was the fact that she is switching up the surprise songs at the Eras tour. So Taylor recently erased her yes. rule of no repeats unless a mistake or midnights. And she said she wants to use all of the colors in the her palette. The mashups. The mashups and are a work of so, art. So the, the segue for that was her being transparent and honest with us. Right? Yes. And so what I love so much about the surprise sets right now is I think that we're seeing Taylor be more vulnerable and transparent in real time with us than Mm -hmm. she has been in a very long time. Yeah. Like her at this stage in the tour versus the beginning of the tour is incredibly different, not just because she's familiar with the set. No. But like, you know, the song I Can Do It With A Broken Heart rings so true when you watch old eras clips yeah and so i think that she has let her guard down Mm -hmm. in that respect Mm -hmm. in a really big way and she's just not in a relationship anymore where she has to think about the other person's feelings in regard to what she shares about her own life and her own personality Mm -hmm. right like i'm Mm -hmm. sure and this is a topic for another day but I'm sure that when the to- tortured poets department comes out, we're going to like, obviously it's a whole breakup album. And I feel like she couldn't even be her authentic self separate from him because when she was with him, he was always afraid that somehow it would suck him in too. Mm-hmm. So it was like, either you be completely closed off. Like, she wasn't doing it she was wearing masks and wigs going out in public Mm -hmm. right like it was like he didn't even want an inch of her authentic self anything that was outside of tv interviews he didn't want her out there almost because he was afraid that he gets sucked into it too Mm -hmm. and that is so isolating for somebody who has as big a personality and who is such an influence in the world like it had to have been so painful for all those years when you know that you are a star that was meant to shine and you were meant to change lives because she does Mm -hmm. she has she has been a therapeutic outlet with her music with her personality with her sense of humor Mm -hmm. and to have to cage that for six years just to make the person that you quote-unquote love accept you mm-hmm. like the conditions of this Putting someone first only works when you're in, in their, their top, top five mm-hmm. ouch 
Yeah, I think that like for a woman, for a woman to be told she's she's too much is. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. But even think about that line in oh we're going way off on a I'm going off on a tangent, but even in the line in Bejeweled when she says, "By the way, I'm going out tonight." Like in hindsight, now was a threat. How enclosed she was in that relationship, just her saying, "By the way, I'm going out tonight." When we find out that she's been forced to wear wigs and masks when she goes out in public with him because he's so afraid of her being free in public. By the way, I'm going out tonight. Oh, like now I just, okay, I got to go. I got to go listen to this song. <laughs> Reappreciate it with oh. the new lens of what Tortured Poets is going to be. I know. I just can't wait to see how Tortured Poets is going to have me rewriting Beju- or um Midnight's. And how much I'm going to cry and just like tears of joy, tears of pain. So many tears. Tears of overwhelm. I love, I love crying. I love crying so much. Teardrops on my microphone, teardrops on my laptop, teardrops on my duvet. Teardrops. Teardrops. Yeah. I I mean, I haven't played my guitar in years. I used Um, to, not anymore. We should do a, we should commit to doing a live reaction to tortured poets i think it would be amazing i was already thinking though how you do that like do we just like both put on headphones and play it but then like record ourselves because like i also don't want to miss a minute of listening to it and i have this thing in my head where it's like as soon as it like hits the airwaves i have to listen to the whole thing oh me too and i have to read the lyrics as they scroll on the screen on my phone yes because otherwise it goes too fast to catch yes i need to catch every word so we're just going to be like recording ourselves wearing headphones being like, yeah. <gasps> ah! She said what? Yeah. Yes. I think we should. I think so we'll too. Figure it out. We'll figure it out. It's 2024. There's got to be some sort of way to do this. I don't know. People do things. It's fine. Okay. Well, I mean. I'm so glad that we finally made this work again. Episode okay, well- two eyelashes off my keyboard i know we are wanting to be fair my son was death deathly ill last week so we had plans but they just life happened and it happens and plans just (laughs) is how i feel about plans so yeah yeah. so all of that to say i'm glad that we got to sit down today we still don't exactly know what happened with scott swift but we have question marks about how it was reported and who the bias leans towards as far as travis we love ourselves an emotional king and our an emotional steak like potatoes. Mm-hmm. with some gravy mm. mm-hmm. we like yep. the main course and and we would just love for taylor to stop with all of these multiple versions we just want one deluxe version and one regular version and please just give us all the music because we are completely broke because we love you so much yes and we're going for our second time your third time to the heiress tour like we are spent we're and then i'm going to a fourth one what because oh, i'm going to because it's my <gasps> birthday week taylor came to vancouver for my birthday thank birthday. you taylor my birthday as we're calling it um, if you're in the Vancouver area, by the way, and you're listening and you want to do any friendship bracelet making parties in advance of the Eras tour, do reach out to me because um, I have so many beads and love making bracelets. Vigilantegifts.com. Sponsor the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
I'm very much looking forward to it. I hope we get a whole new set list. Yes. Uh, out of the woods, just neat. I just need to hear out of the woods live once in my life. I've waited for it for way too long. It's my favorite. I can't even say it's my favorite anymore because she said so many come out. I know. I'm like, when I say favorite, I'm like top 13. It is a very, it's very high up there in a special place in my heart. And I still belt it out almost every single day. And when I get to, um, when I get to the bridge, when she sings, I remember when it hit the bridge too soon. 20 stitches Yes. Okay, we need to wrap this up. Ruining this. Good for us. I'm really so good. And then I went unhinged. It's time to hinge back up. I need. I was gonna say as if you were hinged in the first place. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Mallory, for making this time to sit down and gab with me about things that no one else will gab with me about. Because they're commenting. Um. Yeah. Thank you. I already have to look up the name again. I'm like, was it Ricky? Ricky four eight 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 eight. If you hear this, please email us. We'll send you a friendship bracelet that says "No Yogurt Boy." Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Bye. Bye.